John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltickup. This is the High Gain Podcast. Yes, it is the High Gain Podcast. What do we talk about on this podcast, John? We talk about guitars. That's pretty great. I think people like hearing about guitars. I think so, too. Yeah. Where are we recording from? We are in beautiful West Seattle, Washington. Oh. How's the weather out there today? It's very hot, and the shoe is on the other foot. <laughs> with the white legs yeah look who is wearing i'm wearing shorts. i'm wearing short shorts yeah with some like boat shoes and short shorts and i'm well, looking pretty good that's not the whole story is it ed ed is uh, not wearing short shorts ed, no ed's wearing cut off daisy dukes yeah yeah chubby's chubby's brand shorts <laughs> are these uh shorts <laughs> Uh, they That's a are, brand? yeah, yeah. They're made in San Francisco, California, made in the USA. Are they for big boys? They do have an elastic waist for convenience. Yeah. I think they might be a little broy, but they're made in America and they're shorts and it's fucking hot out. Yep. I've so. got on a pair of Dickies. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I guess isn't come to think of it much better than chubby yeah chubbies and dickies and <laughs> short shorts and i'm gonna bust out the camera and take a picture of you in that fucking shirt it's terrible i'm wearing an apple shirt ed is taking a picture and uh i am holding a very special guitar today ed. very special guitar do you know what this is ed i do know what that is that is an ibanez Iceman. this is an ibanez Iceman. yep you know we have a bunch of friends and our friends have guitars, some of them. Yep. And every once in a while, one of those friends will tell us about a guitar they have. And this was one of those. And I really wanted to do it because I think they're pretty cool. I think I, so, too. That thing that I bitched about where every Paul Reed Smith just looks like a Strat. This thing, it does not look like a Strat. It kind of looks like an Explorer, 
Yes. The Clapton, where they cut the back end of it off. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it instead of going out, it's cut at that angle. Pretty good observation. Yeah. Also, yeah. the bottom horn on this thing yep. has been likened to the top horn on a Rickenbacker bass. Mm-hmm. Rickenbacker calls that their cresting wave design. Yeah. So turn that cresting wave upside down and put it on the bottom. And yeah. And you've got some idea of what an Iceman looks like if you don't already know. Right. Uh, it's pretty, pretty metally. It's a pretty metally body shape. And I didn't know anything about the guitar when the guy brought it to me. And this one's pretty fancy. Both Ed and I were surprised at the numerous and quality appointments on this. Thing. Yeah, yeah. This particular example is 2015 mm-hmm. made in China. When they first started out, they were made in Japan. Mm-hmm. But this thing, it's a three piece mahogany body. So that's got some heft to it. It's heavy. The body itself is bound. Which is crazy. It's really fancy looking nice. Yeah, and the neck is bound as well, and there are block inlays in this thing. The 12th fret has got that weird split block thing going on that's kind of cool. Jumbo frets, also nice. I'm not really into the jumbo-y fatty boys, but whatever. I don't give a shit. Sure grip knobs. Yeah, those are cool. We talked about those on The Artist. Pretty good. We're both drinking a beverage today. We've both got San Pellegrino beverages. We're both rocking the Clementina today. It's a sparkling Clementine beverage. Yes. 9% mandarin juice, 5% orange juice, and 2% Clementine juice. Truth in advertising. It's great. Yeah, so we're here to talk about this Ibanez Iceman. Oh, yeah. Uh, And it's going to place us very squarely in a certain window of history Uh as far as Ibanez is concerned. Mm -hmm. Where we're going to start is the mid-70s. Okay. In the mid-70s, you know Ibanez. I do. I do. I do. The uh, Hoshino family. Hoshino, yes. Right. I remember. Hoshino's from Spain. That's right. The famous Spanish Hoshino's. Yes. They were making a lot of copies. Right. A couple things happened. Mm-hmm. They get sued. Okay. Uh, in the mid-70s by Gibson. Sure. Over their open book headstock design. Yeah. Gibson ceases and desists their ass. You know, I, I do occasionally bag on the Gibson. But at the same time, Ibanez was straight up just making fucking copies. By the time Gibson catches on, Ibanez is already kind of in the headspace where they wish they could come up with their own unique design anyway. Yeah. We want to make something that is uniquely Ibanez, something that will be iconic the same way some of the models we've been copying are. The artist was 70s, right? Most all of the models they did when they started designing their own yeah. had the artist designation along with a number. And this Iceman is no exception. Oh, really? Was not always known as the Iceman. You want to know how this happened? Um. Eh. All right. Well, so we'll see you next time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sure, tell me about that guitar. So a couple of Japanese cats get together. Okay. Titans of industry. Sure. Uh, You got the Ibanez dude. Yep. Then you've got the Greco company. Okay. And they say, why don't we team up? We'll design a badass guitar. That's exactly what they did at the time they said it. Uh, In, In other words, they held a meeting. They got in a room. They whiteboarded and designed it. Oh, that guitar? This guitar. That guitar. The Iceman. Oh, I I thought for whatever reason, I thought Paul Stanley had some hand in the design of that. Paul Stanley does, in fact, figure prominently into this story. Okay. When they came out with the model, these two companies came to an understanding. Yeah. Ibanez would call it the Iceman, and they would own all distribution of it outside of Japan. 
Uh, the Greco cats yeah. would call it the Mirage. Ooh. And they would have distribution in Japan. I don't know if I've ever seen a Greco Mirage. Are those something you can get a hold of? Yeah. You know, here's an interesting thing. Okay. What is the difference between the Mirage and the Iceman? Uh, t- nothing. Nothing. The name on the headstock, and that's about it. And yeah. So I did a little sleuthing. Okay. If you want a 1975 Iceman, yep. that's like 2500 bucks. Okay. 1975 Mirage? Yeah. Yeah, 475 Really? So if you got a Mirage and maybe it didn't have the pickups you wanted from the model you most covet... Well, just go buy those pickups somewhere and put them in your Mirage, and there you go. There's just some of those guitars that are like a little less expensive for whatever reason. Yeah. So you're saying you can get an actual 75 Mirage Mirage that looks exactly like a 75 Iceman yep. for like Fraction. a tenth. The distinction is the pickups, and there were a plethora of them available depending on the model. There were Super 2000 pickups. Ooh. There were V2 pickups, and there were, check this out, triple coil pickups. A three-banger. We call that a three-banger in the business. Yeah, the three-banger. They put that in the bridge position. Sure. In fact, for a while, they had a sliding mechanism. Oh, slide the three-banger? Slide it wherever you want it. Fuck yeah. Why not? Up against the neck. Meh. Back down to the bridge. Sure. Sure. Knock yourself out. Fuck yeah. Do it. Slip it in there. Slide it around. So this is 75 is the first year? It is launched in 1975. Do you know who was born in 1975? Oh shit, who? Tom DeLong. You know who that guy is? Uh, The dude from Blink-182. A genius. That guy is pretty interesting. You know what he's way into? What? UFOs. Is he? Oh, totally. He has a website. He wants to believe that UFOs are out there. Has he been probed? He started this company where he represents artists and the company helps them set up their website and sell their merchandise. And he built this whole secondary business that I believe now is more successful off helping other artists become successful like and, and you know, sell their sell their shit. The White Stripes. That's pretty cool. Kanye West. You know about Kanye West? Have you heard uh, of that guy? No. Okay. Uh, Pearl Jam. They use Tom DeLonge's company. What's the name of the company? Mod Life. I think we should sign up with them. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. we've sure. got a podcast where we make fun of people like you. Uh, how can you help? Uh, okay. <laughs> you know the Amityville Horror? Oh, I love that movie. Do you? Get out. <laughs> the family that moved into that house. In Rhode Island? Yeah, yeah. You know when they moved into that house? 1975? Yeah. (laughs) How long did they last? I think less than a month. I got to tell you something, Ed. Yeah. There's a very similar story from my hometown in New Jersey. This was just recently, a couple of years ago. Big old colonial house in my hometown in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Uh, It goes on the market and this family buys it. Okay, we got this big colonial house. Love it. Yeah. They move in. They start getting notes from this person identifying him or herself as the- Tom DeLong. Creepy. (laughs) Uh, But no, identifying himself as the watcher. Oh, basically saying, I watched the people who lived in the house before you. Uh huh. I watched the people that lived in the house before them. And now I'm watching you. I'm watching your kids. I don't think I like this guy at all. No. The people that bought the house (laughs) sued saying, you did not disclose it to us. Sure. When you sold us the house, you're liable. We're not going to stay in this house and you're liable for it. Right. They might have lost and had to just eat it. We didn't know. They pled not our problem. Sure. Yeah. I love that pleading suck a dick. Yeah, you know, New Jersey. 
Okay, so 75, this thing is launched. As I mentioned earlier, it was not immediately called the Iceman. It launches as an artist. Not an Iceman. The 2663 artist. <laughs> Catchy. There was a cat in the U.S. He was a second employee of yeah. Hoshino. You know, in the Philadelphia area, those cats. Okay. He came up with the name. His name is Jeff Hasselberger. Oh, that's a cool name, Hasselberger. Yeah, so he wasn't in the room in Japan when they designed What's he it. up to these days? Oh, he's hanging out. Oh, he's doing stuff. Yeah, he's doing stuff. Okay. Yeah. Does he play guitar? He does. Okay, cool. Yeah. He came up with the name. Even better. This comes right on the heels of the Gibson lawsuit. Okay. He's a little bitter about Gibson. I like this guy. Yeah. yeah. I like this guy a lot. Want to hear the quote? Yeah. And I have to admit, I still feel ill will towards Gibson. I don't think I'll ever own a Gibson guitar. Yeah. Jeff Hasselberger is not into it. That's my guy. I like him. I got to admit, I own a Gibson. It's not outside the realm of possibility that Gibson could do something fascinating in the future that would turn my head. The idea of going into a guitar center and buying an off-the-shelf, almost anything, has next to zero interest to me. Uh, okay, so 75, the thing is launched. Yep. There are some crickets. Gerald Ford was president in 1975. You know what he did? He rocked the power donut haircut. He did. Yeah. Before we had Ed Harris in Westworld. Right. <laughs> right. Gerald Ford was rocking the power donut. Yeah. He restored U.S. citizenship to Robert E. Lee in 1975. <laughs> the only good thing about that is it saves Donald Trump the trouble of doing it in 2018. Because <sighs> if Ford hadn't, Trump would have. True. Did you see some dude went at his uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame with a pickaxe? Yes. Turned himself in, called the police and said, hey, I'm on my way in. You know who bailed him out? Everybody. A GoFundMe started, but it was too late because some guy had already gone and bailed him out. So it's an artist 2633. Okay. Uh, don't worry. It will become the Iceman eventually. But in the meantime, 76, okay. it gets picked oh, up. 76. 76. Jimmy who? Carter becomes president. He picked it up? I don't know, maybe. Does he play guitar? I bet if he did, he would be great. Steve Miller. Oh, really? Our good friend Steve Miller. Huh. We already know that Steve Miller is a fan of Ibanez. Most right. of the Fly Like an Eagle album, he used the Iceman. Hmm. You know this song, I'm I sure. I do. Yeah. I do. I'm waiting for some Iceman. Yeah. Huh. That's some real jangly shit. What amp do you think he was playing that through? That sounds yeah. like some kind of fendery. Yeah, okay. Right about that same time, 76, 77. Paul Stanley picks it up, but he has some qualms with it. Yeah. At this time, Ibanez notices, hey, that guy in that Kiss band over there seems sure. to be liking this guitar. What song was that? That song was Love Gun. <laughs> Duh. Okay. 1978 by our good friends over at Kiss. <laughs> the, the Knights in Satan's Service? That's well documented. Yeah, well documented that yeah. they are devil worshippers. So the Ibanez dudes approach Mr. Paul Stanley. Okay. We see you're playing this guitar. Yeah. Do you like it? Does it meet your requirements? Yeah. Mr. Paul Stanley says, no, it does not. Whoa. There are some things on this Whoa. I would change. Ibanez says, well, if you're willing to tell us what all these changes are, yeah. we'll 
do it. Okay. Paul Stanley says, well, all right. And that's what happens. 1978 <laughs> brings us the PS10 model. Okay. And it is now called the Iceman. It goes for $695. $695 in what year? 1978. The Gibson at that time, the Les Paul, is nine, nine something. something. It's a big boy guitar. The PS10. It is now called the Iceman in 1978. Huh. Okay. Okay. Cheap trick. You know cheap trick? Oh, I do. Yeah. I think everybody knows that Rick Nielsen is a guitar whore. Yeah. He's got tons of guitars. He's yep. played different guitars. He's got lots of custom guitars, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. 1980, you know what he's playing? <laughs> <laughs> a PS10? Nope, a Greco Mirage. Oh, really? Why would Rick Nielsen play a Mirage instead of an Iceman in yeah. 1980? He was on tour. Quote, the first thing I did when I got to Japan was buy a Japanese guitar. I think that Cheap Trick do not get the due they deserve. Also in 1980? Ronald Reagan. R.I.P. Do I have to? <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, okay. As an antidote, mm -hmm. perhaps, to Ronald Reagan. Yeah. There are some other people picking up this Iceman. Among them, some unusual entries into the race. Um... Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. That's called Girl You Want. Okay. Uh, from Freedom of Choice, 1980, Devo. It's weird. I could see Devo playing that guitar, mm -hmm. and I can see Kiss playing that guitar. That's the thing with that guitar. It looks kind of metally, kind of. You could wear a suit and rock this. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, like. Why not? Man, they've got Kiss, Cheap Trick, Devo. Mm -hmm. It's pretty broad range. That's a. <laughs> That uh, is pretty good. Until 1981, when they discontinued the PS10, the Paul Stanley. Oh, they killed it? They killed it. That's weird, because I totally pictured that guitar uh -huh. and Kiss. That's okay, because they had another one in their pocket. In okay. In 1982, they had the Iceman 2. Oh, great. Roman numeral 2. Oh. Instead of three on a side tuners, it oh. had six on one side tuners. Sure. Otherwise, primarily the same. You could easily fit all six tuners of that headstock on one side because that headstock mm -hmm. is real long and they're three and three. I like it better than the six on one side. I like that it's three and three, but it looks like it should be six on a side. I kind of like that. Six and six? Yeah. <laughs> six on a side. Right. Yeah. I wonder if they ever did a 12 yeah. string. Ooh, Ooh. That would be lovely. Yeah. Finally, in 83, the Iceman is done. Oh, 75 to 83. Eight-year run. We had a good eight-year run. Yep. Is that the end of the story for the Iceman? Uh, well, since the one you're holding is a 2015, I think no. You are absolutely correct. People continue to pick them up post-1983, sure. like our good friends the Wild Hearts. Do you know them? Nope. They've got a song called Caffeine Bomb. There's a, there's a lot of shit going on right there. I embrace sloppy. I just find that to be annoying. They did a pick slide. 
I guess that's cool. In 95, uh-huh. they reissued the Paul Stanley model, the PS10 2. Oh, great. This time, it's made in Korea. So Paul Stanley's back, I guess. I guess he's back. At the same time, there's also another one called the PS10 LTD. Oh. It had gold hardware. Uh, reliable sources tell me that Paul Stanley was not a fan of the gold hardware. 1997, yeah. they go back to their roots and release the PS10 CL. Classic. Classic. Yeah, which it's has the exact same features as the original yeah. 1978 PS10 model. People are still playing them. Uh-huh. Uh, I pulled this one out because I know uh, uh, they are a particular favorite of yours, Ed. Oh. Yeah. I don't know who this is. Well, do you like it? Yeah. Do you? Well, play it again. I mean, I, like, I don't know. Do I like it? Uh, yeah. I like that. I like the bass. I like whoever's playing bass. Who's that? You know, I kind of feel like those dudes that uh, write movie reviews yeah uh you know like uh an amazing film if only it had been done right and, and then the newspapers pull an amazing film <laughs> right i feel like i've just done that to you, you sure uh i played you a part that i thought you would like even sure. though i know that you are diametrically opposed to oh wait no is that system of a down it is <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there is no way. You know, go a minute in. Yeah, yeah, I hate this. Yeah, see, that is what you did not play. Of course I did not play that. (laughs) And that's like a minute into the song, right? Like, that's great. I hate those guys. I hate them. Yeah. Yeah. This thing does pretty well with the Big Muff. The combination is pretty nice. Yeah. What did we do? We told our buddy Brandon, hey, we want to borrow this guitar to do an episode. Yes. And then he's like, I'm going to sell that guitar. Uh, Sight unseen, John and I split it. So now we have a fucking Iceman. Yeah, we have an Iceman (laughs) that belongs to the house. (laughs) The the high gain Iceman. But are you ever going to grab that thing and play it instead of your Les Paul, do you think? Do you think that is a thing you would do? This does have the jumbo frets. Yep. It's currently strung up with heavier strings than I'm used to. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that figures into it. What's impressive about this thing as a mass-produced instrument? So the pickups in this thing are DiMarzio's, both humbuckers. Yep. The pickups are hotter than normal. Let's put it through its paces. Okay. So here it is. Yep, middle pickup. I'm in the middle pickup. Mid- middle, middle position. Middle position turned all the way up. Yep. My tones are at half. Oh. So let's go... Uh, yeah, turn that shit up. Middle position tone up. Wow. Yeah. Middle position. Tone t- down. Tone down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You could play something like uh, real sappy and... Sure. I don't know what. I don't so know. So I'll go back up to about half. Yep. Bridge. Yep. Yeah. I like it when you do that. What if I... uh? Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yep. Neck. Yeah, that's pretty good. Eh. Go all the way. I'm tone up. Tone up. Yeah. 
What would have happened if The Clash had played an Iceman? Ah, uh, boy. I feel like the punk aesthetic did not lend itself to following that kind of trend. If The Clash had been playing that guitar, I don't know if anything would have happened. I could see Rivers Cuomo. I could see that dude with one of those. You know? Anyone else play that thing? Uh, lots of people. I decided to end it there because then not only do the models split mm -hmm. into all different kinds of variations, signature models of artists. There's Korea, there's Japan, there's China. I don't give a shit, John. Yeah. Uh, one, I do one, not give a shit. One interesting variant, you know, the guitar player, Paul Gilbert. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty shreddy boy. Yeah. Shreddy, shreddy guy. Yeah. He used Photoshop to reimagine the Iceman. Okay. And sent the picture to Ibanez and was like, hey, you guys should make this. Did they make it? They did. One of his fans named it. Okay. It's called the Fireman. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he put the he yeah. put the hook on the top. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So he put it up at the so so that inverted crested wave that yeah, yeah. that he, we talked about is now on, on Paul the, Gilbert's model. Right. Back up top. Yeah, cool. So, you know, that's kind of cool. I mean, yeah, it's, again, this is even more metally looking than the current. Let me see. Yeah, that's pretty metally. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's pretty... It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like that it doesn't look like, you know, every other guitar. It's, you know, yeah, cool. Whatever. Whatever, Paul Gilbert. Yeah, so, so they're still made, and they're still selling pretty well, I think. Uh, and it's... All those different models, all those different designations, all all those different uh, signatures, all those different yeah. manufacturing facilities. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's firmly ensconced enough that uh, they're going to keep making them for a while. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, happy ending. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I uh, I don't know. Like, here's the thing: if I went into a store and I were going to be the guy that goes into Guitar Center and buys one of these things off the rack right and it's a less paul like a uh, epiphone less paul right probably you would get pretty close to the same appointments and everything like the same you could probably get block inlays and the you know kind of high high output humbuckers i'd probably a, go for this over an epiphone less paul right or like a squire variant fender Right. I still think I'm gonna go with that thing. I yeah. just I think it looks cooler than, you know. I I'm sure a fair bit of that, like the I don't know the Ibanez name. It's not like that's a, you know, super like I I don't know. Does that scream quality Ibanez generally? Maybe maybe not. Well, that's a I weird part. I mean, I I think they're smart enough in the way they did this one anyway to realize that in the seventies whether it was pre or post lawsuit in that kind of sweet spot in there, they were making some fantastic instruments. Yeah, and yeah. so maybe when they do something like this, they the, make it as good as they can. They're for conscious as little. Yeah. of that. They're thinking yeah. like, Oh, okay, let's bring back the binding. Right. Let's bring back the set. Neck. Yeah. Let's bring back the inlays. Yep. Uh, yep. Well, so you can fact, get that thing. Uh, you can get a made in Japan version of that though. Good question. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. That would be interesting to see, like how how different. Oh, what the differences that would feel. And, yeah, because um, yeah. I mean, so I think yes, I would buy that over an Epiphone or a Squire. 
What about Born Bjorn Bjorn? Did I look. He... I actual actually looked that up. I, yeah. I thought today, since I'm wearing the Abba shirt, yep. Ed would be disappointed if I didn't find some sort of connection. Lay it on uh, me. As far as I know, there is there <sighs> isn't one. The only Bjorn. Ibanez Bjorn ever played was the artist. Okay, well, fuck this episode. Yeah. Fuck this episode. Uh, it is certainly playable and certainly well made. I, I will say that. Uh, did I say what the model of this even is? <laughs> it's the IC5 something. IC520. 520, yeah. Yep. So, you know, go check one of those out. Look at, look at that on the old internet yeah, look web up, machine. Uh, yeah, look up the web machine, uh, Ibanez IC520, everybody. I think yeah. you'll like it. Of the Ibanezes we've played, which is exactly two. That's right. This is the top. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sorry, Cohen. Uh, that, that's all right. Well, yeah. on that note, Ed, I, yeah. think we're, uh, I think we're in and we're out of this one. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. That one didn't take too long. Hey, so, uh, hey we've, got yeah. a, uh, we've got a request for everybody. Oh, we, we do. Yeah, yeah. We would love it if you listen to the show yeah. and wrote a review <laughs> and put it on iTunes. Smash that like button. Yeah, we could really use an iTunes review. That would be kind of fun. Sure. We've uh, got four or five, something like that. But yeah like to get up in the you know maybe double digits you assholes <laughs> you fucking ingrates is that too much to ask yeah uh, Jeez. but until then you know highgain.com yeah yeah instagram facebook twitter all that shit yeah all right cool <laughs>